Hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you once again for listening to Talk Architecture Podcast. There was a recent post or episode that I had done on proposing a new curriculum for architecture education, namely for the first degree or part one where you are from A-levels or foundation courses and then you enter the school for the first time since high school. And um, there are two things here. One is something that I discovered um, recently um, when I posted a comment that I made on a colleague's, um, an architecture lecturer's uh, Facebook page where he mentioned about someone who has retired but is returning back as a lecturer um, to the public university in Malaysia, which is one of the oldest architecture school in Malaysia. Um, And that lecturer is um, a fine arts graduate. Now, that particular curriculum that they had when I was a lecturer there in the early 90s, I felt that that was the best curriculum, at least for the first year students. They had this lecturer then, he was not retired, obviously, as a young lecturer, and another one who is also a graphic arts um, a background a graphic arts background lecturer. So they created a program that is the closest, I think, to a liberal arts uh, program in architecture, which the students are all benefited from this, benefited from how the first year program influenced other years as well. Now, because I went to... um, several schools studying architecture, um, I would say that that's the best curriculum that I think that I have ever um, been engaged with. I never actually got to be a first-year lecturer uh, when I was a lecturer at that school, but I, I was from that school earlier, maybe 10 years earlier. So... What I like to say is that with this in mind and a recent discovery, which is not a discovery one, uh, once, you know, like a one-time dis- discovery, is it is something that I had observed in the past with regard to students of architecture not want to be, wanting to be an architect. Um. This particular discussion that I have was with someone who wanted to seek my help. And eventually, I think it was about decision-making or understanding what she had been going through. Well, the person reached out to me, and I had a one-hour session. I wanted to find out whether that person uh, is good for my program on um, mental health balance and growth mindset. I thought she was from part two or graduated part two because that would be a concern after going through a, 
the Masters of Architecture. After going through the Masters of Architecture course, it would be a concern if you're not really liking architecture. Um, so what I did was I, I set out to, to discover what her pain is, what, what is that exactly that the problem is, the challenges are. And actually, at the end of the day, I discovered that she she did not make a decision to be an architect. Hence, after part one, after part one, she went about working with architecture, trying to get uh, a job with architecture companies. And she felt, she said to me, she wasn't good enough. That's why they didn't um, take her in. And they did tell her that it's, kind of difficult to get a job now in architecture company after part one. And so she eventually got a job managing in a manager's role or managing stuff in an engineering company. And in this engine, excuse me, in this engineering company, um, she tried to discuss architecture with, with her colleagues, but of course, um, you know, she, they were not really interested to engage with her regarding even to do with talking about the design of floor tiles. So basically she missed design. So I asked her that there are two things here. One is either you, um, you not interested in architecture or you're still interested in architecture. So apparently she was, and I recommend that she go into masters of architecture because it'd be more specialized. But what, got me was this the fact that she didn't decide to be an architect while she was in the first degree. Now a good first degree program would um, have people, lecturers, observing the potential of the students to join architecture or not. For those eventually not joining architecture, the they would join other creative enterprise uh, industries, other creative disciplines or industries. So, when students of architecture were were in uh, sorry when they were students in school and they were interested in architecture, we often tell students that yes, architecture. It's, um, you need your maths, you need your physics, but it's basically about creativity. And, um, yeah, for those, you can imagine a bunch of kids and they're thinking, what should I do? What should I, what, which course should I sign up for for the next three years? So architecture promises or the schools promises that it, it, it will be about creativity. Is it? Is it about creativity? So the architecture school program would need to be looking into what is creativity, what are the different creative expressions and industry where the students who graduate who will graduate from part one have a chance to go into any creative industries. At the same time, when they're doing the architecture program, be confident to go into uh, to 
do Masters of Architecture. I mean, everyone would probably agree with what I'm saying because we know that from the past, we've compared that. Well, I compare myself with another batch, which is someone born in the 1980s. And even in her batch, okay, she would be a millennial, right? So uh, in her batch, she said to me that only one third of those graduating from part one ended up being an architect or ended up doing part two. Whereby from my generation, it's two thirds end up being an architect. And even the ones that came out of part one, many of them stayed in architecture or be a technician in architecture. So we can see that now with the Gen Zs and all. And I've talked about this before where a good student told me that she, in second year that she doesn't want to finish and do architecture and she wants to do graphic art. And I was appalled because, um, hey, uh, she hasn't finished yet and she's still she's thinking to do graphic design in the second year. And this is a promising student that, that likes to read and have a very good command of English. So I was kind of like, what's going on here? So it goes back to the first degree of architecture. Have schools of architecture considered to create their programs, be arts and humanities based, and more of, um, you know, and have the science subjects being more of a supportive act rather than a prime prime mover of everything. Because the way students of architecture think of architecture, they think like uh, it's just graphic illustration. It is just being able to come up with something. When you have a design problem, any design problem, and then at the end of the day, the teaching or the assessment says, you know, the, 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 the assessment, uh, what do you call it? Uh, we have this in schools of architecture. We have students show command of this or command of that or the skill set and so on. But really, if it boils down to drawings that are made by computer-aided design or computer-aided programs, yeah, drawings that are generated mostly from the lines and the shapes and the forms from the computer rather from the student themselves. So the way that they design was from the computer. The computer did it, really. They did not really sketch it out, design developed it, and really... Uh, massage the design until a certain point where it's just basically production drawing. No, they don't. They design with SketchUp. So I get, yeah, going back to that person who was confused and um, working in an engineering company, I asked her, how are you going to solve this problem then? Uh, because she said that, oh, I'm going to take courses and I'm going to do SketchUp more and I'm just going to do uh, bits of job from a friend of mine, you know. Now, this person's 25 years old. She's talking as if she's 40. 
at 40 years old, maybe with, you know, having to uh, get an income, you think that way. But no, this is 25 years old and need to understand that investing in the Masters of Architecture course, she will actually get into an architecture company eventually, at least that or a developer or some other companies. So, you know, at the age of 25, after part one, a couple of years down the road, after she finished her first degree, she still is confused. She did not make her mind up to be an architect. Neither does she see the investment in doing Masters of Architecture would help her to move forward in her, help her with the decision making and help her to get into an architecture company. So she knew that she didn't have a good portfolio. She could rectify those things that I've mentioned just now about designing skills in the Masters of Architecture course, if she get a chance to do that. So what are the architecture schools doing when they are letting their students not able to decide whether they would want to do architecture by the second year. I always see the second year as, because I myself feel that way, because I didn't really like the first year where the um, it was to do more with art, but I, it doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it, but it, it confuses me. So by the second year, when I start doing proper design problems as to do with building types, then I started liking it and I decided I, wa I want to be an architect. At, in the second year. Whether or not I decided later to be a lecturer or something else is, some, is based on other issues or other decisions. But at that point in time, there should be like a decision made by me. I mean, the latest one would do is in the third year, but you're graduating already. So that's why in the second year, we have programs uh, understanding the role of an architect in society. I remember that in one of the curriculum of the university that I was working with, in the beginning, that was the way this, the program is set up. It's talking about the architect's role in society. And there are um, architecture studio programs where the architect, or where the student of architecture actually uh, interview clients. So they understand that that, that's what architects do, that they interview clients. And, um, I mean, it's a one-to-one -one thing rather than um, a group thing. You want to know when the students are actually having that interaction, which is a very, uh, shall we say, um, leaves something... Um, a mark or create a learning condition that is new and is scary, but it's something that they would need to do later in life, like interacting with a client or, you know, if your lecturer, if the lecturer does the program, uh, role play the client, they still think that lecturer as a lecturer, not the client. There are these sort of uh, studio projects that could really spark an interest whether they want to decide to, to be an architect. They go through it. So 
that essentially, if they, um, that experience of having to interact with somebody else who is a client would help them to be, uh, to would help them in terms of the confidence and skill set if they decided not to be an architect, but go into a creative discipline. For example, uh, fashion design or interior design, uh, product design, uh, film making or um, art, being an artist. Workshops or informal um, uh, informal de design studios or something that is something like the architecture student workshop that they have or things to do with field work or visiting uh, P, uh, visiting clients or visiting case studies, that makes the student learn more because of the interaction. So what I'm saying is that this is very much in the arts and humanities area. It's not, it's not lab. It's not um, simulation. It's not computer generation. Tools and exercise that's more connected to te uh, to technology and science. Obviously, you need science and technology in architecture because you need to know about the environmental science and other tools. But why must these science subjects be the leading subjects in the first degree programs? So for academics out there, consider that you're not um, helping architecture by pushing for the science or sustainability agenda in the first degree. The first degree need to says what is what it says on the tin. On the tin, it, it says when you sold architecture programs to people at about to enter the first degree, it says on the tin that it's going to be creativity. It's about creativity, right? So we know at the end of the day, some will not opt uh, 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 opt in architecture. Some will opt out of architecture. So where do, are they going to go? How are they going to be more confused if you don't assist their career progression? Now, one would ask me, last time I came to this in inquiry where, why don't the student uh, who entered architecture um, to take fashion design in the first place. Well, I'd like to tell a story about a friend, a friend's child, whom uh, she had the benefit of going and viewing an exhibition before she decided on architecture. She went to see an exhibition of architecture. Uh, studio design work by the students of architecture in my university at that time. And I, I gave her a tour. And when it comes to her applying for the course of architecture, because her auntie was also in the construction industry and she thought she was interested in architecture. Yes, there must be some creativity in it. But she decided on fashion design and she's now flourishing, uh, managing, um, I forgot what it is, a business or a company as the leader of that, uh, like the owner or the, the one that's managing it. Um, and 
she didn't do fashion design, but she learned a lot. And I, I'm not sure, but maybe she, she manages fashion design or she's having this company. I, I can see her flourishing and that, that sense of decision making that she made gave her that, that confidence. So it's like you, you facilitate young people to decide what they want. And you don't make it a mystery, you know. And it is some sort of, not betrayal, but you says on the tin that it's going to be a creative course, but student of architecture got confused when they come in the first degree. There's so much to do with, there's not, not much creativity because all you do is fiddling about with the computer and generating forms and doing illustrations and then during portfolio or uh, presentation, you get very good marks for it. But what do you learn at the end? You may get good marks at it. This is something that another architecture graduate who end up going to National University of Singapore after part one did. Tell me, told me about, he said that, He's good enough that he can generate A schemes, but he didn't learn much. So what is it? What is happening to the architecture education system where it is not the university after foundation course, after a secondary school, the university at the age of 20, 21, 22, it's like, you know, it's like a... a Follow the procedure, follow the instruction, and you'll get an A. What guarantee is that for an education for life? You know, giving people A, but they come out confused. I mean, even Bs. It was, it does mean a thing last time when I actually were giving B pluses. And B plus work is... You, is something good enough to be considered that this student can be an architect, uh, meaning to go to master of architecture, but B or B minus the student should work and find themselves. That was kind of like um, the fundamental thing that I was looking into students' grades and how they would. But nowadays, student can get an A and yeah, okay, there is something to it, what they've done. But that's just uh, 10 people or 5 to 10 people in a batch. What about the rest? So that's why when you look at, uh, if you want to evaluate your program, you're looking at um, the students who, uh, you're looking at the average student. You're not looking at the best students. And what does this average student tell you if you ask them? if they have had enough um, education to be confident enough to get out first degree and find their way into the industry or any other creative industries. So the programs that students need to have in the first degree would need to be very well done, exposing them to a lot of ideas, a lot of minds. So when I talk again about how the Malaysian school, the one of the oldest Malaysian school now, bringing in 
the fine arts lecturer, even after his retirement, shows the need for his expertise and that sense and sensibilities of fine arts training into the first degree of architecture. Never mind talking about all the other skills, all the other things that he could bring, but just that conversation starting in the first degree and which he will have with other lecturers, with the students himself, that would bring so much more to identifying the architect based on arts and humanities rather than totally science. Because this is what is happening, the ruining architecture uh, education or ruining the architect to make them just like any other building surveyor, uh, planner, uh, surveyor, engineer, and they are not doing architecture design. So, hey, we have to be critical of this because the root of the problem is that uh, academics uh, have too much on their plate. They have a lot of research papers and articles to produce. And, and yeah, most of the time, if there is time with the students, it's only in the studio. Not much for debate. They just want to go through the motions of finishing up the crits because they got a lot of students to see. And they're just scurrying for time, scurrying for, you know, they don't have time to actually reflect about architecture. So I'm helping them out here in this particular episode about the direction of uh, the architecture course in Malaysia should take, particularly the first degree. And it must be based on arts and humanities and science and technology subject become the support, the support rather than equal to. So that's what I'm proposing in this episode. Thank you very much.